It's another day, I'm another John, and this is Another Note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled, The Worship is in the Details. And our scripture reference is 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 19 through 28. As always, may the Lord add His blessing to the reading and hearing of His Holy Word. If your name is Hannah, you are favored by God. That's what that name means. In 1 Samuel chapter 1, Hannah is a powerful example of faithfulness and dedication. In half a chapter, we get a glimpse of her struggle. She was one of two wives to her husband. The other wife, called her rival, had children. She did not. As a result, Hannah endured years of provocation and irritation. We can imagine her humiliation and despair. Out of the anguish she felt, she prayed to God. Her story makes me wonder if she felt favored by God. Did her stress stir doubt in her heart? Or did she expect God to act because she knew what her name meant? At one point, Hannah can't catch a break. Even the preacher was against her. As she prayed one day, Eli the priest thought she was drunk. I apologize if you've ever had a preacher jump to conclusions about you. We're not perfect at being human. We have to learn the same lessons as everyone else. One of the details of Hannah's story involved her husband. He made a vow to God that included a yearly sacrifice. This was the occasion Hannah prayed to God. And part of her prayer included a vow of her own. She vowed to God that if she had a son, she would commit him to be a Nazarite. Nazarites are walking reminders of faithfulness. I suppose it's like wearing a clergy collar. The collar has a history that isn't worth sharing here. What I know about the collar, though, is that people change the way they talk when I'm wearing mine. The jokes are different. I've known some people to be unable to make eye contact, even. My impression is that piece of cloth brings to mind what we know to be important. And that's what a Nazarite did. God heard Hannah's prayer and gave her a son, and Hannah kept her vow. After he was born, when it was time for the family to travel with her husband to fulfill his vow, Hannah stayed to care for him. The text doesn't tell us how long, but tradition puts it at about two years. Notice that worship surrounds Hannah's entire story. She has worshipped with her family. She has prayed. She has made vows to God. And she has offered her son to be of service to the Lord. Hannah has taught us what it can mean to offer our lives in worship. Think about it. Her rival learned something from her. Her husband saw her wisdom. She was able to return to the priest years later and show him how faithful God can be. Priests sometimes need reminders, too. 
As a result of her offering to God, her son grew to bless many others as well. That kind of worship is powerful. It spans many areas of our lives and even touches those around us. As we worship together, do you see that kind of impact? If so, in what ways? If not, what are we missing? Or what is in the way? Does your worship of God impact the details of your life? Stay blessed.